and welcome to episode three of Two Geeks Talk and Movies. I'm your host, John, and with me as always is my co-host, Joanne. Hey. Hey. So, uh, how have you been it's between podcasts? <laughs> yeah, really good, yeah. Okay, okay. And have you watched anything spectacularly, spectacularly bad then? No. Apart from this, you mean? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, well, I get it. That's one of the worst I've watched. Yes, yeah, this is a bit of a stinker, this movie. Um, full of Stephen King tropes, which I'll bring up throughout the podcast. Anyway, so tonight we are covering one of Joanne's picks, The Mist from Stephen King, which is his take on Lovecraft, apparently. So, there we have it. Wow. And during this podcast, as I say, let's play the Stephen King game. How many Stephen King characters slash tropes does this piece of shit cover <laughs> absolutely get your shots at the ready yes uh with this 18 million dollar budget what the fuck did they spend the money on by the way oh well uh, i was gonna ask you this thing pulled in an incredible 57.4 million how the fuck did this pull in 57 <laughs> and that it got me i was just guessing it because it's king and not because yeah, that's true that's very true. That's very, very true. Although by 2007, wasn't King's name pretty much fucking dead? I mean, mm. he had flops like Tommy Knockers and uh, what's that one? Langoliers and various other oh, flops. Oh, that, that isn't his, is it? Langoliers? Yes, Langoliers is his, yes. Oh, God, yes. that's terrible. I mean, Jesus, he's actually in the fucking thing. He plays himself in the board meeting. Board beating dream. Anyway, move on. Wow. Okay. Uh, Barry, have you read the book, Barry? The, this, I the have. Book, this, is it any good? <laughs> it's a uh, bit of this crap. Lot, it's a whole lot better than this movie. Mm, okay. Okay. Let's see. This thing is filmed in six weeks on a licking fast uh, schedule and has some shoddy, cheap CGI. Fucking hell, the CGI. Oh. Uh, idiot character uh, characterations. I can't fucking say all right. Char- characterations. A dumb plot and it's just full of king crap. And this fucking director. Uh, Frank Darabont. I swear. Have you, did you watch uh, the special features on the DVD? I did. As he's blowing smoke up King's arse. It's like, what uh, the fuck? Oh, dear God. Call this the scariest thing he's ever made. I, 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 I just thought someone give the man a draw if he's going to suck up his ass that much. Yes, I fucking do. I just realised I haven't wrote a plot. I haven't wrote a plot. Uh, a plot. A plot. Somebody for us. Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll just go as I go on. Uh, yeah, we'll have to add a little bit. Anyway, so starring Thomas Jane, Marcy Gay Harden, Louise Holden, Toby Jones, William Sadler, Jeffrey DeMunn, and Sam Whitwiler. Directed by Frank Darabont. Uh, the plot, a mysterious storm rolls in from the hills in Maine, somewhere in Maine, where the fuck is supposed to sit. Um, next day, survivors are trapped in a supermarket and are surrounded by some sort of alien monsters. They split into groups, Bible bashers, uh, nut jobs, I think, what the hell that one is, and our heroes group, who eventually runs out of the place and finds out the world's basically fucked. Can the military save them? Find out! So how's that off the top? <laughs> For just making that up there and then, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was terrible. Anyway, moving on. So... <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. But I was saying, so the first trope I came across, it's set in Maine. Get your vlogger out, we're doing the fucking shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> F 
every single fucking story Stephen King has wrote is set in Maine, pretty much. I mean, I was just about to say, let's guess how many Stephen King films are set in Maine, but yeah. I think oh. the the big one that isn't set in Maine is The Shining, which is set in Colorado. Mm, I think that's the only one. I think that's it. Um, I don't know where the prison in Shawshank. Oh, I have no idea. I've not seen Shawshank Redemption in years, so. Oh. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I have no idea. But off the top of my head, the one, the one thing that swings up to me is, is The Shining, and that's about it. I think the rest of them are in Maine. I, I don't think, think yeah. Tom is set. I don't think that's set in Maine, but I'm not sure. I guess actually. Maybe go on. Anyway, um, so first, uh, Frank Darabont Arschlucking. He has Thomas Jane's character, David Drayton, paint a book cover. Is that a book cover or is that a magazine or a poster cover? What the fuck he's doing? Poster. I see. Of the Gunslinger from the Dark Tower books, uh, which was actually painted by a guy called Drew uh, Struzer. I think that's yeah. his name. Does uh, he do all the posters that are in that scene, though? Yes, I was about to say that. He does all these famous posters for movies like um, Star Wars and Indiana Jones and mm. The Thing, etc. Et yeah, because there's The Thing in that scene. They have yes. From the thing, and they have poster from Christine on the wall. I was on one. Yeah. Just, what I did notice was there's a it Pennywise painting of a clown holding a red bone. I'm going, is that Pennywise? Not kidding. I, I thought that as well, mm. but it's not mentioned anywhere. So when I was looking at them, going right, I recognise most of those movie pictures, but not them all. So when I was trying to find out, nowhere mentioned if that was actually a reference to Pennywise or not. But mm. you know, you need to be blind not to see this it... yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah uh, speaking of the the thing poster that was darabont's nod to the fog so why don't you have the fucking fog poster instead of the well, thing poster exactly. mm. and is this needed this this movie i mean um carpenter done the definitive scary uh scary fog movie back in 1980s what the fuck did this have, have to happen 17 years later sort of thing so mm. like i say is a storm rolls in knocks out the power to the house so david uh checks it out of his family and goes down to the basement and a bonus movie is billy drayton played by nathan gamble i couldn't stand this little kid all he did was whine and cry for this entire movie then i hate to sound completely horrible and thanks to our children but i was so glad he got shot mm, yeah yeah exactly, exactly. but what was the name of the wife she's completely unnamed in this thing i'm like you didn't even I meant... had no idea did they mention <laughs> No, they didn't mention her name at all. So uh, like I say, So they go down to the basement to ride out the storm, as you do, because apparently being in a basement's a great place to be. I mean uh moving on. Well, in America aren't they under the foundation of the house, so no, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's very true. Safer than everywhere else, I imagine. Yeah, I suppose that's very true. Although that house looked like it was fucking rickety as shit, so oh, uh, yeah. See, so the storm hits uh, that night, and they go outside to check the carnage, and the place is fucking destroyed. There's a trees flattened their uh, their uh, boathouse. A trees destroyed his art studio and fucked his painting up. Well, why don't you just take the frame off the painting and put it in a new frame? Oh well, yeah. I mean, mm, and Darabon takes a swipe at modern movie posters by quote having two floating heads and a, a base color. Ooh satire <laughs> <laughs> i mean jesus christ 
And then Billy notices the Miss Bank is rolling off the hills. But David thinks nothing of it. Maybe tune into radio station KB1340 FM. Hmm. Which is the fog radio station, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was going, is that the fog? Mm. I was trying to think of It's been years since I've watched the fog, so I was trying to think off the top of my head. That sounds like the fog, but. Yeah, so it was Fog's one of my favourite camera movies. Right up there with Halloween. Bit to move on. Um, so David goes next door to, to meet his problematic, shall we say, neighbour, Brent Norton, played by Andre uh, Brotter, I think that's his name, to find out how much the storm has destroyed in his property, and it's destroyed his near-mint 1980 Mercedes-Benz. I mean... Near-mint when the crew got hold of it? Yeah, was it? I mean, I, I just assumed that was a real car. Was that a, yeah, a junk car? It was a real car, but it, was like, it had been in an accident or something. Oh, and they had said, look, it's already wet. Can we just put it in the scene? And they weren't meant to damage. They weren't meant to do anything to it other than place that tree to make it look like it had flattened it. And they ended up destroying the paintwork, taking out a couple of things <laughs> and something else. I seriously, like, like, oh you know, like, they ended up owning the owner of that quite a lot of money to get that carpet. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he asked for a ride into town to get supplies. By the way, it's like hours later, and you're trying to say to me, like, this market still has fucking food in it. Yeah. Bullshit! Mm. I mean, just look at this coronavirus stuff. How selfish this society actually is. You're trying to say to me, hours later, and that supermarket is fully stocked, and there's an orderly queues. I don't fucking think yeah. so. I live a, I live across the road from a supermarket and seriously I was like contemplating going to my supermarket at seven o'clock in the morning to get a loaf of bread because everybody else in boat buying like the world was ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean I, I live down the uh, down the down the road from a, a supermarket also, mm. and Christmas Eve is a fucking nightmare to get supplies. It is a joke. People are taking like four and five of one item. It's like what the fuck? The shop shop's going to open on. Boxing Day, the fucking next day, for fuck's sake. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, I know, there's nothing left of the supermarket on Christmas Eve. You think it's not shutting down? Yeah, it's all shutting down for 24 hours. For fuck's sake, come to a riot, for my lord. Uh, and, of course, they, they all acting like, oh, there's a queue. Oh, we'll stand in this queue, politely. Bullshit. You'd be in and out of show in a matter of fucking seconds. And it's fully stocked with fresh water and it's got tons of, of canned food. Mm. And it's such I'm going... What the fuck? So, hmm. you so, know what I don't like about that scene, though, right? Uh, David is not meant to go on with his lawyer and his uh, neighbour, sorry, and they've been suing each other for, you know, month or whatever before the yeah. movie takes place. Yet he willingly let his son take his, you know, arch enemy hand into yes. that big store. I'm like, I'm like, you know, he could have easily, you know, just walked out the back door with that boy. Yeah, exactly. I was that kind of person, you know, and I was like, that was my child. The last thing I would be doing is shouting, don't forget to hold his hand. I'd be going, to stay with me. You can wait five seconds to lock a car. Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the kid's, what, 10? Mm. Is he? Why the hell is he not walking himself? He's fucking 10. Crying out loud. It's like, oh, hold the, gun, the man's hand. Walk across the road. What is he fucking? Oh, Jesus. Mollicoddled much. But on the drive up to the store, Brent notices army trucks are speeding out of town. 
as he asked David about Project Arrowhead. I think Stranger Things here. Mm. Uh, and David mocks the whole gossip mongers saying there's an army base with a UFO inside of it and blah, 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 and all this bullshit stuff. I'm going, if you know for a fact there's, there's an army base around here and there's a whole conspiracy theory about UFOs and various other mysterious things, then why the fuck did you move into that town? <laughs> yeah, why did you buy a house in that town? Mm, that's a fucking joke. I love the fact that they arrive at the supermarket, right? David notices there's no cell phone coverage because, of course, there's no power or phone lines, yet the store has lights and the fridges are working. Yeah, I thought that. How does that one work? Didn't they try to explain the uh, refrigerator working due to, like, a backup generator? Yeah, one backup generator. That's the yeah. whole store. Fuck off for a shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's like a that that's totally the same size in my local supermarket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like yeah, it would need more than one backup generator. Yeah, I love the fact how they say the tills are are down. We're we're dealing with cash or checks. Really? <laughs> how are you gonna get cash into the tills? You fucking oh, moving on. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Where was I now? Da, 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 da. So, David asked the store manager, Ollie Weeks, played by Toby Jones, why he's there's such a big rush. Well, why do you fucking think there's a big rush, you idiot? There's just been a fucking storm, and the whole town's in this one teeny little supermarket and ravaging all the stuff off the, off the shelves. Except they're not, because all the shelves are fucking full. It's stocked. Bullshit. I mean, you would have people fighting over fucking the last bottle of water for crying out loud. You'd have people fighting over toilet paper. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I get him, but it's the whole world has just witnessed fucked hand in the last six months. Yeah, it's utter yeah. nonsense. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's utter, utter shit. So in walks Stephen Kingtrope, number three, I think it is. Roger's nut, Mrs. Carmody, played by Marcia Gay Harden, who instantly moans about the cues because she's a fucking Karen. I mean, she goes, oh my God, this is these cues. I'll be here all day. Yeah, love, you're doing what? Bible bashing? So shut the fuck up. I don't think you're busy. In fact, clear your diary. You're going to be there for a few days. Oh, God, it's a yeah. bloody joke. Uh, by the way, did you spot the neighbour the newspaper that uh, David picks up? I, the name of it? Yes, the name of it, yeah. No. It's Castle Rock Times, ah. which is the Stephen King TV show, I believe. Mm. So there we have that one. With a story that says uh, the greatest electricity, uh, electric storm ever, so a storm of the century might be able to say then. Mm-hmm. Also, this paper has no date on it. I I spotted that. So how the hell? Also, how did this get printed? If there's no electricity in the whole town, how did that get printed? How did it know about the storm of the century sort of thing? You know. Hmm. Oh, by the way, out a town. Possibly, possibly. By the way, storm of the century is another King book. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I know that. Um, did you spot one of my comedy lines, though? Her, uh, her line, uh, her recurring line that you hear every villain or villain-type character in any King movie? No, but, no, no. Did you spot when she says, my life for you, when the oh, right, yeah. thing lies on it, that if there have a few Stephen King books where the villain will say that specific line? Okay then. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I should notice that now, so that'd be hard. Right. But I've already read about three or four Stephen King books and a couple of his short stories, so ah, I'm not big right. into King. So anyway, so in walks a local boy, Private Jessup, played by Sam. What's 
well on here. Well, I got here. Yeah. And he gets dirty looks from all the people inside. Apparently, he's a traitor because he's a local boy who went into the army instead of going into, I don't know, the, the paper mill or the mill or, or college or football, what the hell it was. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, with these two squad, he sort of named. Who cares? <laughs> uh, seriously, but they're unnamed. None no, no, of these characters are named. It's not about six or seven characters are fucking named. I'm going... Yeah, yeah. the rest is all unnamed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking joke. And then P drives up his little uh, army jeep and he cuts the squaddies off, but he has to check next door for reasons. I mean, there's only three people off the base, but he goes, I'm here to get you three, but I need to go next door to get medication. Something. So, there we have it. Uh, also in the queue is former school teacher, Mrs. Repper, played by Frances Sterhagen. She's another king trope, a school teacher. <laughs> you know? I know. Uh, and she moans about government cutbacks because apparently she was there for 50 years and blah, 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 blah. There's love, you'd be retired anyway. So, what are you bitching? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so also in the queue is Amanda Dumfrey, played by Laurie Holden, the first of many, many Walking, De- uh, Walking Dead alum. I'm guessing she works for the government or private business because sh- she rolls her eyes at Mrs. Repper, moaning and groaning about, about government cutbacks. So is she actually involved in this thing or not? It says she's not, but I got the I got the impression that she was... Um, involved somewhere as well but then they never really specify what her job is well they dropped the drop she's the new kindergarten teacher but i'm going oh. wearing that suit i don't think so long for me no. <laughs> anyway so police and fire engines scream past as seconds later the air raid siren starts and puts a crowd into utter panic as you do I love the fact how they go, oh my god, it's toxic gas from the mill. What mill exactly? What mill mm. has toxic fucking chemicals in a, in a wood in mill? A mill? Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, what was it? Up runs with a bloody nose. Another Walking Dead alum, and I swear to god, this is a fucking Walking Dead audition reel. It is, isn't it? What's his name? Dan Miller, played by Jeffrey Damon. He screams to seal the door, shut all the windows, and all that stuff. There's something in the mist. Oh, God, my eyes were rolling by this point. I'm going. <laughs> and we're over, what, 10 minutes in? Um, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. As the terrible CGI mist rolls in, covering everything, as some guy runs out for it, runs for it, rather, and gets killed by unseen things. Oh, God. Uh, I mean... I well, the majority of them is the CGI, but I read somewhere most of that myth isn't. It's like some thing they, de- they developed where they can kind of control the flow of it by the flow of the temperature in the room. Yeah, I, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I heard about that when they're in the loading bay and they're Ooh. using real sort of smoke stuff. Is but apparently. But everything yeah. else is CGI. Everything else is CGI because apparently it took too long to film it because the smoke kept on going past the barrier and they couldn't get this temperature, so they just used cheap CGI. <laughs> um, oh, was an An earthquake hits for reasons. Did I explode the earthquake? No. So, yeah, that's just reasons then. This starts off the just nuts. Talk about death and God and fire and blimstone and blah, 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 blah. You know, smack mm-hmm. this bitch across the fucking face. 
I swear to God, I would have gulped her or something, do you know that? I mean... I'd have mapped her with the Bible she brings out. <laughs> a minute later, just up the side of the head. Was... Yeah, yeah, she was working my last bloody well nerves. Oh. After, yeah, I mean, after a quick discussion, out runs another uh, Walking Dead alum, Melissa McBride. She's unnamed. Why is she no named? Yeah, who cares? To save her kids, she survives for reasons that are not explained. Oh, went, yeah, they, they don't explain how a character survives, but that character was meant to show up dead later in the movie with a kid, but apparently Darabont liked something about her acting in that scene and thought, we're going to have you and your kid live and be rescued by the arm and just go rolling by at the end. I see, I see. She left her eight-year-old daughter with special needs mind to babysit her little brother, who's about two. Mm. She is a fucking terrible mother. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought I was like, ooh, someone get social services. Yes, yes. Although, in that, is it another king trope? Are these kids supernatural? You know? Is she supernatural? Is that, is that why the beasties don't kill her? You know, so... Oh, good point. Because everyone else that walks into that fog die. Almost everyone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because the survivors, obviously, well, they survive. But yeah, pretty much everybody who walks into that mist gets wolfed by a, I don't know, a spider or a crab creature or a fucking what the hell is a flying flying wasp uh, a flying wasp a, a wasp scorpion thing mm. so 16 minutes into this movie and I had to press stop I was done <laughs> this stupidity is leaking out of the fucking TV I'm like oh my fucking god I had to stop this movie about four times because my brain was melting <laughs> the, the, the sheer stupidity of this fucking of the characters, the stupidity yeah. of, of the song, uh, the song, uh, the story rather, uh, mm-hmm. and just the sheer idiocy of the characters are just oh my god. Uh, but anyway, I had to force him to watch this bloody well thing. So here we go. Now, uh, didn't, didn't you review this a couple of years back for your own podcast? Yes, I did. Yeah. I um, kept a note. How would I save me rewatching it? <laughs> yeah. Well. Hmm. I can't find a fucking notes, that's a problem. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you want to use my, you know, my thoughts on this movie, unfiltered, check out uh, my podcast. Here's Johnny's Reviews. It was three years ago, I think it was, three or four years uh, ago. This, so there we have it. So let's get back to this review then. David heads to the back of the store for reasons. Why do you go back to that store? I actually don't know. Mm, okay then. Wasn't it just hiding his son away from... Um... No, because he, he passes the son over to the uh, the blonde uh, kindergarten teacher, so who, sh- who spends most of the movie watching this little brat. Yeah, um, and in the movie, then in this movie, in this version of the movie, it's portrayed like they don't know each other. But I read, uh, I read, I read somewhere that said there was meant to be a version of this movie where. The David and Amanda had an affair, and that's why he was quite happy to just say to her, "Can you watch him first?" All right, is that okay? Is that why she lingers at him when he takes his t-shirt off to change his t-shirt? She sort of sits and lingers at him. I'm going, okay, love, put it in your pants, you know. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so he goes to the back for some bullshit reasons. He finds out the gin is overheating, so turns it off. No doubt sending the whole store into fucking pitch darkness and complete panic. Uh, but nope, no one comes to check out the generator because these people are fucking idiots. They're fighting over what exactly? I mean... I mean, it's not even been 
not it's not even been about twenty minutes in by that. Yeah. So yeah. It can't be they've been in they've been in that, that store too long and they're just getting on each other's nerves. Yeah, yeah. As I got down here, the store tribes start to form, and uh, what's his name, Mister Norton? Mm. He wants to run out into the town before the town blows up. Mrs. Carmody, with religious nuts, wants to Bible bash or fucking Bible, and we have David's group who wants to get a fuck out of there as soon as possible. So, Karen, out the back, David hears rut- rattling at the back bay doors and runs for help. He runs into Jim, the store handyman, played by William Sadler. Uh, David tells him something is trying to get in. Uh, of course, they don't listen, so they just sit and mock him because apparently he's intelligent. You know, you went to college, don't talk down to me, boy. I'm not a redneck. <laughs> he says, or acting in the most redneck way possible. It's like, oh, for <laughs> fuck's exactly. sake. Now, what did I say to him? You know, you're, you may be some big shot Hollywood person, but I went to college, but uh, you're not you're not nothing special in my books. You're not some big shot special. I'm going, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. No, no. Uh, where was I? So, like, they start to mock him and all that stuff, and then they hear the door rattling. So, in walks bag boy Norm, played by Chris Owens, to be killed first by a piss-poor CGI tentacle. I love the fact that Frank Darabont has the balls to say this is a perfect uh, creation he done and it took six weeks to get computer animated and he, he thinks it's a perfect tentacle. That took six weeks to get animated? Yes. yes. I wonder what the animators done for the other five weeks out of the six they had because they look like they're not... Pot. <laughs> yeah, they looked like they knocked that up in like a week and went, that'll do. Yeah, it was, it was too plastic looking. It was like, what the fuck? I mean... I mean, I know it's meant to look otherworldly, and therefore it's meant to kind of caught, it's meant to kind of stand out from the environment at some. But there's a difference between standing out and you know just looking ridiculous. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the the creatures are quite well done, except most of the creatures and most of them actually real, like dummies and robots. Yeah. And such. Um, there's all a lot of actual CGI. Yeah, so some of these creatures are actually robots and dummies, and some of them is piss poor CGI. Because I love the fact when David is attacking one of the creatures, you can see the wires. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when he sets a fire to it and beats it overhead with its uh, with the, the the pole sort of thing, you can see the wires that's hanging off the fucking ceiling. So there we have that one. And 23 minutes in, I had to stop it again because the stupidity hits as Jim argues with David over opening the the bay doors just to kill each and every one of these people in here and this i don't give a fuck anymore i put down here i just didn't care mm. none of these people were relatable none of the people were likable and they each worked my last nerve i mean that bible basher should have been fucking shoved in the fog first you know <laughs> yeah so all we so as i said the door opens up and the tentacles come in and grab the skinny little American Pie dude, and he's wolf by the fucking things that rips out chunks of, of flesh from his kneecaps and his heart's not stuff ripped out in this malarkey. Ollie he grabs an axe, but instead of attacking it, he just stands like a fucking idiot as this little guy gets dragged into the mist. Hmm. I, um, I mean, really? You're, you've got an action hand, swing the fucking axe and chop the fucking yeah, thing, uh, but like... no. Uh, so David picks up the, the axe and chops off a bit of its tentacle, but doesn't take a photograph of it on his on his um, mobile phone or cell phone 
Really? It's 2007. These things had phones on them. Fucking take a picture of the thing, you know? For crying yeah, out they, loud. Yeah, they can. I know what you mean. The cameras on them, huh? Mm. And so, why wouldn't they just pick it up and take it into the 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 actual main part of the store and go, uh, look, this is what's out there? That's a good point, actually. I mean, you've seen that one bigger guy touches it and it goes to shit, so... Yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, but like I say, is take a picture of the fucking thing. Ooh. And what other facts have the all in fight instantly? Oh, it was your fault you opened the door. No, no, you didn't tell me there's something out here. Da, da, da. Shut the fuck up. I mean, jeez. Mm. Well, find your T-shirt and no one notices he changes his T-shirt, by the way. No. And no, no one... That notices, uh, funnily enough, Amanda. Yeah, well, she does. Yeah, she's one that notices it. That's all right. Mm. Um, and no one says about the giant fucking alien tentacles that attacked this 15, 17-year-old boy. You know, it's like, ah, but, Jesus Christ. Let, but remember when they go into the main store and say to the majority, say to everyone, most of the store don't believe them because they're either siding with Brent, who are all right, we're going to go out there and get help, uh, or they are you know, joined the religious cult with Mickey Carnaby and they're like, oh, well, if God will, who's yeah. not, they're not out there. And they're like, mm. Yeah, but that doesn't happen until the next day where she has the power of the group. Yeah, she's, so, still, got, she's still got a one or two. Yeah, well, I suppose. I suppose side, at this point, though. I, I love the fact how they've just seen a 17-year-old boy being ripped apart. So what did I do? Why crack over a, bo- a, a can of Budweiser? I love that one. They're even paying for stuff. You just take it off the counter and rip it open and start drinking it. I'm going, are you paying for this stuff? Or are you just stealing it? For crying out loud. So a quick discussion outside the loading docks later. Ollie points out Mr. Norton is a big shot lawyer. Therefore, he's important. You should be telling him first. Why is he important? Because he's a lawyer. Mm. I mean, he's, he's sued half the fucking town. Exactly. Why? He should be the last person that should be getting told. I've got in here, why didn't you take a picture of the fucking thing in the first place? Take your smartphone out, your smartphone, your cell phone out, your flip phone out, take a picture of the fucking thing? Yeah, throw it in his face and be like, now do you uh, have a picture of the thing? Mm. Or put a tarp on it and drag it out on a fucking tarp, but yeah. no. Uh, these people are fucking idiots, I swear to fucking God. And this big shot lawyer doesn't believe them because... Why wouldn't he? Hello, there's fucking pools of blood. The fact that Norman is gone. Yeah. You know? And the fact there's a fucking huge chunk of flesh lying on the fucking ground. Well, not to mention the big gigantic fucking tentacle piece lying on the ground. But no, it's all fake. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, David brought that in with him, you know? I was like, oh, It's mm, a fucking joke. So... David starts a fight with his frankly asshole-ish neighbour, and this causes more people to see what the fuck's going on. So David holds court to tell them there's a monsters in the mist, and no one believes him. How about you took a fucking picture of the bastard thing and then show them the fucking picture, or even better, drag them all in and go, look, what's that there? Scott's fucking mist, you. Oh my well, god. He well, he did, and then it's seen the, you know, he yeah. a two people. I know. I mean, he takes two people bullshit. You would be people elbing each other out of the way to get into their fucking back to see this thing. It's like, who and wrote that, this thing? Oh, my God. And, of course, the one biker guy hits it or something like that with a, a mop handle yeah, and it just dissolves to, it into bubbles. Yeah, he tried to poke it with a stick and it dissolves into ink. It's like, huh? So is it yeah, because yeah. 
what I can get for that is it must be a different temperature. You know? Because Yeah, good point. I mean you'd seen that the how did the 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 birds and the the scorpion things survive? Eh, who cares? <laughs> is it even worth hurting your brain to figure out with that movie? No, no it isn't, no, no. Uh, so out the store owner goes to tell the crowd they're fucked. So the use pet food to seal up the windows and doors. How the fuck does that one work? Because we'll have about a foot off the ground. There's huge fucking glass windows and then use. Oh, I like know. how it takes them to about what half an hour into the movie by that point, maybe 35 minutes at the most, uh, for them all to suddenly for it all to suddenly dawn on them. Oh yeah, that. Full frontage of that door is all glass. <laughs> We're fucked. Yeah, they're fucked, yeah. And they always, as I said, they don't have about a foot or a foot and a half high of dog food and, and kettle litter or whatever the fuck else that shit is. Mm. I'm going, get it fucking higher than that for crayons. You know. Oh, dear oh God. Anything uh, that comes in a packet, use it to fill, to fill up that, to, to, you know, secure that front that frontage, not just, oh, we'll just use all the dog food. Yeah, yeah. Food, you know, your cat and dog can starve. We need it for the window. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love the fact that they even lock the doors. The doors are not even locked. And no. Thing, I'm no. going. What the fuck? Who wrote this crap? Uh, got so. Sorry, you were going to say something. No, it wasn't even funny. I, it doesn't matter. I was going to say something, and then I thought that's not even funny. Okay. So let's give the just nut. She prays to be given powers from God mm. who wrote this shit. So apparently you could just go to a candle and go, God, give me powers, and boom, you get powers. Right. In that case, where's my candle? I need a few extra million in the bank. I'll be back in 10, ten minutes, John. Yes, exactly. It's a fucking <laughs> like, oh, come on, get real. I love the fact that Amanda asks her, do you need a friend? She goes, I, I have a friend in Jesus. I want a friend I'll squat down and take a shit. What a fucking... I would have raggled her. So I would have... Um, I'd have drowned and be like, oh, she had an accident while she was praying. Yeah, so this bitch plays to God from, by a, a candle and she gets power over people somehow. Then she uses it to do sacrifice people as you do because apparently if you get God-given powers you can throw people to get sacrificed. Right. Okay, then that's confusing Christianity with paganism, isn't it? Yes, yeah, or double worshipping, yeah. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Where was I now? And surprise, surprise, the nutbag ecotistical lawyer still doesn't believe the fact there's fucking aliens or monsters in the mist. So what does he do? Why head out to find Norm? And he's killed. No, he heads out to find help. Oh, is that for you? Yeah, to, to find no, it's like we're going to see what's going on. We'll send help. Walks out the door. Okay. And I hear from again. Okay. Okay. I have, to, I have done here. Battle lines are now drawn. Rogers nuts versus up his own ass douchebag versus uh, David's team. Mm. So there we have it. Infighting, but of course, because this whole fucking movie is infighting from fucking scene two. It's like infighting, infighting. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I am so sick and tired of these people. I've got here, just die already. <laughs> yep, just all of them, just get that glass, give in. Mm, yeah, I've got having a, a huge letter, die already. 
I was done with this movie. I'm like, we're 35 minutes in. I'm done. Just kill you're them. Like, you're like, that's it. Just, just glass, give out. <laughs> mm, yes. So mm. Billy, in his one useful screen time, asks Private Jessup, where's the army? They tell him nothing as David pulls him away. That's a good point. Actually, where the fuck did the army go? Well, um, it implied in this movie that the whole fog and the creature are caught by the army. Yes, yes, by so, Pro- Project Arrowheads. Uh-huh. So, right, so, and we've seen them all realising their mistake and get the hell out of town. So, you know, yeah, they the one thing and ran. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a complete fuck. What is it to say? They ripped a whole reality and found out there's another universe. Yeah. And these things poured in. Did somebody watch Stranger Things and take notes? <laughs> you know, or rather, yeah. did Stranger Things take notes from this this thing? Yeah. Uh, so David confronts his kid after he whines constantly. I want my mommy. I want my mommy. Oh, shut up, you fucking little shit. Your mommy wolf food. Yes. <laughs> yeah, your mommy's a fucking spider food. So. Yeah, yeah good point. So Amanda pulls a gun out of her purse or bag, as you do. Uh, she has bullets, but doesn't know how to fire it. How the fuck does she know how to fire that thing? I mean... Isn't that what happens when you go to America? You get, you get given, like, uh, gun lessons, how to fire it and such. But, oh, you're uh, asking the, the person that's never been to America, but you'd imagine, you know, common sense, you know, if you have a gun, you'd at least know, you'd at least learn how to use it. Yeah, yeah. And ha- anything you have that you're not familiar with, you learn how to use it. Yeah, and she has three rounds of bullets with her. Mm. I'm like, that's 15 bullets that's a bit much, is it? No, I mean, you're in some fucking podunk no, town. She's got 12 bullets. No, no, she pulls out, she hands over the gun, right? And Richie, has the. Which is empty. Yeah, but then she puts in the first five bullets, then she hands over another two magazines. Ah, okay. So that's 15 bullets in total. Where was I now? David's group has the power, they have the gun. Ooh, the almighty gun, you know. And they have the sharpshooter. The assistant manager Ollie. Oh yes, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I I want a medal at the local, the local uh, shooting club. Yeah, you're a fucking terrible shot. Get in. Yeah, like it. Yeah, I know. Like I says, Norton's group leaves and it's quickly eaten by a unseen monster. Ooh, scary. I mean, mm. what happened? Yeah, that's true. Uh, but were you afraid any part of this? Apparently, this is Stephen King's most terrifying. Movie no. ever? Oh, God. And, you know, I'm like, with horror movies, you've had the misfortune to sit through a few with me. Mm. This movie did not frighten me at all, yet I almost fell in my chair laughing when Stephen King said that, that he said he was genuinely terrified by the adaptation. I was like, by what point? Mm, exactly, yeah. And yeah, it says in the special feature that... Uh, not only did almost every time those bugs or something hurt the window, did he keep flinch, but the bit that really got him was in the pharmacy when the military officer come her, the military police guy come her life very briefly mm-hmm. before they, mm-hmm. or they bite up out of him with his hands. That that fall scene with just his hand reaching out and grab that job like you know, had him shaking for the rest of the movie. And I was like, why? Yeah, why? I mean, it's, it's, oh, dear God. I love the fact that Frank Derebon says, oh, you couldn't come into the set, and I was so pleased about that. 
Because apparently King has a habit of showing up on sets and demanding yeah, some yeah. rights, you know, and he throwing his weight around. Yeah, he showed up on to um, the Green Mile and like, wanted to be put in the electric chair and all sort of mess about. Yeah, for fuck's sake, what a tool. Anyway, um, out goes a biker to get a shotgun from a car, apparently, and mm. he's eaten. So he t- before he ties a rope around his waist and somehow that measures 30 feet. Uh, Karen. I don't know. That rope was 30 feet. No, 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 no. So, if they see the guy's body, uh, well, the bottom part of his body, they pull through the rope knot stuff, and this gives the logic nut more power. Smack this bitch across the face with her fucking Bible I've wrote down here. She's a fucking annoying. She has glee in her eye going, yeah, he's dead. I'm right. God is taking over. But Jesus will be come down and smite us all and oh, kill me now. Well, I mean, her. Oh, prepare to meet thy maker. And you're like, why don't someone just hit her and let her meet him sooner than later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Give her her her... Waiting. She goes, don't you believe in God? Yeah, not your version of God, love. You yeah, fight, yeah. You know? Uh, where was I now? Da, da, da. So that night, the monsters attack in a form of birds and insects, which I think are half bat, half birds, and half wasp, half scorpions. So mm-hmm. there we have that one. Uh, one gets in and kills a poor chicken girl, who's unnamed, of course, who gets stung in the yeah, neck. She had a name. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah, see, I'm she, that. she. I don't know, I've completely forgotten, but. He, when when she's dying and dead, the young army guy uh, crying over a corpse, seeing her name. Oh, right. Okay, then. Okay. Although they, I mean... they had just had a snog like five minutes before, so maybe we're still, you know, feeling the emotion of that. And that's why. Okay, then. Okay, then. Fair enough, then. Anyway, she gets stung in the neck by a scorpion tail, and she dies in the most painful way possible. I mean, it's not lovely of her. Ollie! Yep. I mean, only the crack shot takes forever to kill a fucking bird. I'm like, shoot the fucking thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and what is so lame, I can't shoot it there. It'll, I'll hit the glass. I'm like, I thought you'd a sharp shot. You're not going to hit that glass if you hit that. Yes, it's a fucking joke. And uh, yeah, he, he gets one of the birds square in the face. And he hits that, or just not right between the eyes of a fucking bullet, but he can't shoot the fucking Ooh. thing flying. Oh, I was done. Uh, where was I now? Da, 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 da. Billy is always eaten, but always saves him last second by shooting the monster square in the face. It puts this little shit to shock, and all he does is whimper and moan the rest of the movie. He was working my last nerve, so I can say with that one. So the logist nut gets yet more power as she prays to the what was she doing? Praying to the the, the scorpion thing? No, she's no, she's now preaching and shouting to everyone in the store. Um, I told you they would come at night, and I told you someone would die. And it's like you know, it only takes someone with a brain cell to go well. Duh. Mm, true. But did it want someone's gonna die? Yeah, true. Did it want land on her on her um chest, and she's praying to it, and it doesn't attack her. She, yeah. She's not praying to it, she's praying to God, and partly it's like, it's like a judgment to it, and it's like, yeah, you stay perfectly still about something that's half warp, half scorpion, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, land on it, you know, clearly its brain is part warp, 
as well, because you know, if you stay still when I walk with you, yet, gonna leave you alone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Common sense, like, where she's like, oh, I'm divine, I, God has saved me. No, he's not. You stayed still while the fucking walk was in front of you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, true. I love the no, fact that. Well, sorry, what was that? No, go on. All the facts. Okay, okay, on you go. No, no, I was just going to say, we've all done that at some point and stayed still and the things left us alone. Yeah, it's true, true. Very true, actually. Yeah, um, I, love, I was going to say, but I love the fact how none of these insects have a shadow. You see them flying around the place and there's not one shadow. When it lands on this, this uh, well, just not, there's not a shadow on her chest. I'm going, you were too cheap to animate a shadow, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, da, 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 da. So the logic nut gets even more power, but she says, I'm touched by God, there, blah, 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 and that's crap. Uh, this causes more infighting because Sheen is now drunk with power and is smiting people down. Oh, hellfire and brimstone and blah, 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 blah. And Jesus is this and Jesus is this and God's come down and save me from these monsters. They're all hellfire and blah, 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 blah. Smack her ready. <laughs> yeah, and she's going, she's going about shouting, eh, we, what, what, what was it? Something, something about needing a blood sacrifice. Because when Amanda punches her in she's mouth, uh, mouth, she's like, yeah, a few pennies in the jar. Uh, you know, who else, basically, who else is going to sacrifice blood to the thing? And it's like, yeah. Because mm. the going on, I have you know, I'm ready to meet my maker. Clearly, judgment day, whatever. And it's like, well, that was the case. Open the door and walk out and they stop pissing everyone off. Oh, no, no, no. She's one of these people that wants to have the power, and she's drunk with the power. So she loves oh, the fact that, that she's pissing off the entire community sort of thing. And I love the fact how the thing goes to shit. There's people getting burned alive. There's people getting stung. People get eaten. And she's sitting there with gleefully smile on her face going, Ooh, I'm picked by God. Yay! I was like, you fucking cold-starting bitch. I love the fact how, I know, get mops and dip it in fucking kerosene. And light them and use them as torches because of the bugs. That one doesn't look like a fucking lead balloon. <laughs> I mean, as a guy. Now, why did they set that whole store on fire? Because they were waving those mocks about, like, you oh, know. God, all I know is why. I mean, I'm going. The guy trips over this thing and sets himself a light. How does it not set fire to the entire fucking front of that store? But, uh, moving on. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Oh, I don't know. Like I said, the stupidity of these characters are beyond fucking ridiculous. The, oh my god. So they now have injured people, but have no choice to, but to go next door to get more drugs because apparently all they have in the store is aspirin. Oh, okay. Nothing stronger. Nothing stronger than aspirin, no. And here they find a spider webs with the MP in it. Okay uh, then, and this is Mrs. Rapper's time to shine as she dry roasts one of these spiders with a fucking aerosol can. I love that scene. <laughs> I do. I love that character. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her her her, her um, line just before that when the guy is in he's in Shawshank as well. The the guy is like rolling in. He says. She said to him, God, what is his name? He turns out to be a religious nut by the end of it, though. Oh, Frank. Like the very next scene. Yeah, yeah Frank. And he, yeah, and she said to him, um, oh, you were in my class, and you and your sister, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, you, you were an underachiever then as well. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm like, 
I'm like, that's the best line in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, oh. you were you were at my, my school. What? Yes, I was. Underachiever getting an arson here. I just love that one. <laughs> so they find they find out the spiders inside um, the pharmacy. So we have let's go. Let's run these things off. We have spiders. We have bats slash bird things. We have mm-hmm. scorpions slash wasp. We have crab-like creatures, and we have a gigantic fucking elephant-like creature. Yeah, we have the elephant tentacle thing at the end. Yeah. And we have what can only be described as the the universe's largest octopus at the back at the back loading baker. We'd never see what those tentacles are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but see that what the fuck that thing was attached to, but they have it. Um and the spiders rip off aliens with acid webbing slash blood. Uh yet uh, the acid webbing doesn't burn through anything as it's as they're webbing people up. How does that one work? <laughs> uh, someone didn't watch enough of Alien to know that that wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. And the young are born through bursting out of their victims' chests, as you do. I mean, Ridley Scott wants his very fucking his paycheck for that one. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. So they have no choice. They have to run back to the store. They're now down two people. And they're all turned to, they're all just not spewing out bullshit from her quote-unquote Bible. Was that Bible written in blood? Her blood? I mean, she <laughs> talks about how this is whole in the Bible, it's whole hell, fire and blood, and this is the angels, and this is the, the locusts, and this is the, the, the whole, uh, what was it, trial yeah. of the ancients, and us crap, I'm going, where the fuck she, did this come from? She's basically putting the whole event down to, like, the... Um, the plague God was meant to send on Egypt. So mm. she asked, she's like, oh, that he's the, that he's the plagues. And it's like, really? Mm. Mm. I love the fact she has a speech talking about, this is your fault. This is God's wrath because you split the atom. You had uh, un, unmarital sex and you had abortions and you had this and that. And I was expecting to say, and you have gays. You have forsaken us. No, for crying out loud, I was like, yeah. Shut up, you bitch. I mean, just kill oh, her already. No. Hello, yeah. an eye for an eye, is not the Bible? Well, exactly. Personally, I'd have fed her to the things in the mist and oh. not the young shoulder. Fuck her, yeah, I would have fucking fed up bitch to the mystery right off the bat. She, however, has a following somehow. Uh, by the way, where the hell do these people come from? Because at the start of this movie, there's about 20 people in the, mo- in the, in the store, yet by the end of it, there's about fucking 70. Where do these people come well, from? I I have no idea. Anyway, she has a... They must a have all been at the start. Yeah, it must have been, yeah, true, true. So she now has power and she wants to kill non-believers, as you do, because no good religion has a fucking killing. Oh, my God. Genocide, even. So David questions Private Jessup about Project Arrowhead and here he tells him the army opened a portal to parallel dimensions and... They tried to take it over, but the aliens came through and they abandoned the projects. K. Okay. Leaving the portal open to whatever else can come yeah. through. Yeah. So this is where these alien insect creature things came from. Oh my God. My eyes were rolling at this point. I was like, I had to stop this and go, oh my God, the stupidity. Ah, oh. Jessup. God. Jessup then finds his two squaddies dead in the back, hung by their neck because they're fucking cowards. 
Oh my God. No, just not. What's a human sacrifice to appease her God? She's now completely over the top insane with power. She's drunk with power. I mean, God almighty, it's like Trump right now for crying out this is where she she drags Jessica and says, "This is your fault. You split God's atoms. You are killing their unborn babies, You're having abortions. You're having fucking unprotected sex and blah blah blah. You're drinking. You're doing this. You're mixing. Da da da. You're mixing fucking fabrics. <laughs> for fuck's sake. You're, <laughs> you're you're not eating fish on a Friday. For fuck's sake. I was like, oh my lord, shut up. And she stabs oh, him. No, it's not how it stabs him, it's the butcher. Oh, was it? Right, okay. Yeah, some butcher, extra guy must have been thrilled when they get handed that apron mm. and fucking went in there. I've got to be honest with you, this last 40 minutes, I spent most of it fast-forwarding it because the speeches were just killing me. I was like, fucking end us already. Anyway, let's see, just guess up, gets stabbed and his throat to be eaten. Uh, again, she rejoices in the fact that she threw this poor guy out to be eaten by this gigantic crab-like creature. I mean, she's a complete fucking bitch. I was walking around going, they won't come for us tonight. Yeah, guess what turns up later that night? Yes, more fucking creatures were crying out loud. Anyway, so with no choice, David and his group must leave, or else they're next for the fucking... The the uh, creatures, I mean, because she's she has bloodless in her eyes well, now. She, she knows it now. She died up before he, before she uh, settled with the the young shoulder boy. Doesn't she? she... Point, yeah, she at first pointed to her son and was like, "We need the boy," and like people were trying to grab young Billy. Yeah, didn't she turn and say? Uh, at the very start of the movie, oh, your child is so innocent and so pure. Then she wants to fucking kill him off the bat. What a bitch. I mean, oh my God. But then that's a pagan ritual. A very old style of pagan ritual where they used to, legend says they used to um, sacrifice really young and pure and normal, you know, virgins, which you fight with normally children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, pagan Christianity for pagan, Mm, I even digital, digital worship, devil worship. Mm, <laughs> digital definitely. Worship. Uh, digital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, digital worship. That is only your religion, John. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so Don hits and they try to leave, but they're all just not having none of that shit and stops them. A fight starts, a full on fucking fist fight. I mean, Jesus Christ. Until Ollie shoots her right between the eyes and she dies. Instantly, you know. I love the fact that she's lying there. She has a halo of blood around her. Did you catch that? Uh, yeah, I was like, really? It's a bit lame. It's a bit much. Also, did you catch the other piece of Darabon blowing Stephen King when one of the guys has a, has a scuffle? He falls into a, a, a rack of books and they're all Stephen King books. They're all Stephen King books, yeah. But yes. have you noticed that David called his son, his son Big Bill, which he from it? Oh, right. Okay, then. Okay. Mm. Although, is it me or is that a little boy wearing the exact outfit like, uh, that, what the hell is that little boy in Shining called? I've got his wee boy's name off the top of my head. Uh, Danny, where's, he's wearing like, a red hoodie with like the striped t-shirt thing, so I'm going, is he wearing Danny's outfit? It's very similar, isn't it? Mm, mm. Not, not, not towards the end, at the very start of the movie, when he's yeah. walking over at the hotel, he's wearing a red, and anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so now free, they pile into David's truck and drive off into the mist, except the idiots get fucking lost in the car park. How can have hard to find a fucking car? He says, I parks to the door. They walk about 10 feet from the fucking door. I'm like, yeah. you deserve to die. <laughs> By the time they get chased and whatever, they can finally find the car. They probably lapped that car about three times. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ollie is eaten, so they run to, I think it's Ollie's car, isn't it? Because it's no the car that David pulled up on. It's a different Jeep. Yeah, so it was must... car altogether. Hmm. Uh, the others run to the store, except they don't get in because they're locked the fucking doors because they're a bunch of bastards. They drive off deep into the mist until the truck runs out of gas and David has Ollie's gun. Well, that's Amanda's gun. She just gave it to Ollie. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's very true. So David returns home to find his, lie, uh, his long dead wife. So he drives it on into the mist out of hope and out of gas. David, why? Kills everybody in the car because that's how this one works, you know. Um, Kieran, uh, now a bullets, he's got one bullet left, so he shoots his whiny son between the eyes and puts him in his misery. Suddenly, the army comes out of the mist, firing fucking flamethrowers at all the aliens, and David screams, No! Oh my god, I'm sorry, but I. Uh, I fast forwarded this whole ending bit. I was this like, ending is the worst in movie history, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apparently, Darabont was so pleased that he he couldn't get the to change ending. He wanted the ending he wrote. Our downward endings barely work, so yeah. fuck off. Didn't he? Didn't he give up the chance to get a, a budget of like thirty million dollars for this movie? He gave it up. I made this movie on about half or less than half of that. I think just so, for yeah, that yeah. Ending. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and so he prefers this ending to the ending he wrote, and I'm like, no. I was the ending in the book. The ending in the book is they just get in the car and drive off, and you never ever know what happens to them. Okay, okay, it's a fucking much better ending now. <laughs> anyway, so no, not better, but it's better than you know the actual. The worst irony, in there, you know, kill everyone and then it all clears and it's all over. Mm. Mm. Although, how the hell are the, are the army going to kill that big gigantic fucking elephant creature, the big gigantic fucking at at looking elephant creature? I mean, considering, that, considering that walked away from them anyway, it was walking in one direction, it was walking away to like the, the west or the east or something, and mm. there were streets. I'm like, mm, good luck catching that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, have you have you played Borderlands? I have. Yeah, that um, creature looked like the, one of the bosses in Borderlands, the ones that's got the the, the sort of birds and in, nesting inside of it. If you notice, it's got like birds nesting oh. under it. I'm going. That's ripped off from Borderlands, or Borderlands ripped that oh, off. Yeah. So. Hmm. I think Borderlands ripped that off. Oh, true. That's what that's true. Mm-hmm. Although, where did this? Um, this uh, unnamed woman to get her kids. Did she drive past after he killed his son? See when, yeah, see when he killed he, he killed his son first. Like his son wakes up and his dad probably pointing a gun at him and fires. Um, but see when the army is strolling by and he's standing outside his car crying and screaming, going no, um, and the army truck and she's like standing there holding her, her kid like she does. Fucking listen to me. 
Yeah, well, that's true. That's very true. Anyway, let's wrap this thing up. So that was the mist. I haven't the foggiest idea why this was made. Just give this one a mist. So what do you say? God, that was a terrible yeah, no. <laughs> I was yeah, proud of that part, yeah. actually, so <laughs> You should be. That was quite good for off the cuff. Um, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, don't waste your time watching it. It's really not worth it, is it? No, no. <laughs> the, only, the only good thing about this movie is the the image of the half mon the elephant with the tentacles walking by at the end. Mm, yeah, true, true. So what would happen? Would the army go back to the store and find out all these religious nuts are all dead? <laughs> you know? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. God. Good point. They will kill each other. I have yeah. no freaking idea. Oh, okay. have you... Too many people. Yeah, true, true. Did you watch the TV show? This is based, uh, came out a few years back. No. No, none of I. No, so that's an end to that one. <laughs> so let's read this out of five. One being shit and five being fantastic. I'm going to give this thing a woefully pathetic zero out of five. Fuck it, it doesn't deserve a one, it deserves a zero. So ah. what do you give well. it? I give it a one. Okay then. Only okay. for that image of the elephant tentacle <laughs> thing at the end. That's it. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I spent most of most of the today writing this fucking review, and I stopped this thing about four or five times. I just couldn't finish this movie. I had to force myself to finish. It. I had to. I spent the last 20 minutes fast forwarding it because the speeches were so I was like can we go on this should have been cut by 40 minutes you know this would have a nice tight movie not fucking two hours long Jesus uh, jinkies yeah. uh, didn't you say you touched, you you, you un, not deliberately managed to turn this two hour movie into a four hour movie four. For yes yes four hours okay. yeah, yeah talk about talk about punishment oh god oh, by the way did you watch this in black and white or colour I did I watched both because my copy got both, so I mm. just watched it in both. Hey, I love and which I didn't. Oh god, I love the fact that Frank Darabont's going. Oh, I made this in black and white because I'm so special. It's a cheap filter, you fucking idiot. Is that to hide the fact your CGI looks like shit? Oh, I was gonna say, do, do, do you know why I made it in black and white so we don't have to look at those cheap, nasty ass CGI and that terrible fucking acting? Mm. Yeah, I was like, I know extra aren't meant to be the best in the world. I mean, I used to be one. But, you know, where the fuck did they get them from? Just a street hello, me, Hannah. You'll just stand there and kid on something coming to eat you. Yeah, yeah. They should have put the fucking the camera filter back on, on the camera uh, lens cover thing back on and filmed it, for fuck's sake. I mean, <laughs> I would have been bare. Anyway. Well, um... Next podcast is my pick. And we're doing Arachnophobia. Ooh. Uh, one of the movies that scared a shimmy when I was a kid. Oh, my well, God. I am, a, I am an arachnophobe, but, yeah. you know, I'll forgive you that one and only time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this movie's kind of tongue-in-cheek, so, yeah. I know, I have it personal. Even I can watch it. Ah, true, true. Anyway, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Please, for the love of God, get this thing out here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Two Geeks Pod and follow us on Instagram at Two Geeks Talk Movies. You can follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's a Pod, and you can follow Joanne at Two Geeks Joanne. Come <laughs> and say hi. 
I don't bite. <laughs> not unless you ask. Yeah, not unless you pay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, hey, bye. And remember, avoid the mist. Oh, dear. <laughs> bye.